0: So I posted a video on Facebook and I've got like 200 and something people looking on it on my Facebook page. Um, I posted the same video on LinkedIn and I had 2000 people.
1: This is Three Marketers Walk Into A Podcast, episode 41.
0: You're listening to Three Marketers Walk Into A Podcast, brought to you by the fine folks at Response Suite.
2: One of the things that always fascinates me when talking to people about their business, whatever kind of business they're in, is they often say to you, what's the best way to bring in new clients, to bring in new leads, to bring in new inquiries, whatever it's going to be. And the truth is, for me, the thing I say over and over again is there shouldn't be one. You can't put all your eggs in one basket in case, I don't know, Facebook changes its pants one day. And you need to have a lot of multiple streams of bringing people
1: into your product and into your business. Yeah, absolutely. Hello, everyone. This is Rob and Kennedy. Hello from Response Suite. We're back again with yet another episode where we're going to help you get more of those high-ticket clients and stuff that you need. We are, and what's really interesting in this episode, we are speaking to an absolute legend
2: when it comes to LinkedIn. I don't know about you, what what's your experience of LinkedIn? Let me tell you mine. I joined LinkedIn, whacked up a quick photograph of myself, not very flattering at the time. Got a proper one now. Put up a quick quick picture of myself. A quick A a quick chair. Yeah, a quick (laughs) chair, which is a quick picture. Just FYI, and immediately I started getting inboxed with. We can help your business. Click the link below and apply or reply to me now. And t-
1: and I'm like, oh. And then you reply and say, Well, first of all, let me tell you, Terry, how I can help your business. Yeah. <laughs> Stop spamming me. Yeah. Terry. It's, so I have four LinkedIn accounts. I've created just a few over time. Every time I've thought, Oh, I'll give this a go. Every and time you've had remember. a new email address I created. <laughs> can't, I can't remember what my login is. And I thought I'd go, Well, oh, I'll just use a different one then. And then I'm, I'm off. I think there was a the point at which I had to. And, and I got very lost. And the truth is, I've never quite worked out until this episode how you're supposed to use LinkedIn properly to get clients in a way that's not an irritating spam fest.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's there's a sort of balance. I'm getting better at the LinkedIn thing, and I am starting to use it because I think there's still LinkedIn pages. So a bit like on Facebook, which I think most people are more familiar with, is you have a business page, you have a business page on LinkedIn too. And then you have a personal profile, and you have that on LinkedIn And your business profile is basically, it's, I think of it, and I don't know if this is right or wrong, it's almost like your online CV. It's like, these are the businesses that I'm involved in, or the projects I'm involved in, here's some testimonials and some endorsements from other people. That's how I think of it. But then, how do you use that personal profile to actually generate leads? Well, one of the great things is share content. So, you might create a bit of content and stick it on your business page, like a video. So, I do these videos for one of my brands. And then... You might then share those things onto your personal profile, so that all of your connections that you've made are actually gonna are, are gonna see that content on your personal LinkedIn profile. But apart from that, I didn't really have a strategy. Apart from going, oh I, I, hello, mm-hmm. like, I was basically I could easily have gone into being that person going, hello, we've never met in real life before. We're like, Buy this thing,
1: yeah. and people ignoring me. So and that's one easy. of the things why I, that's one of the reasons why I've always ignored it. Now Janine, who we're speaking to today, Janine Esbrand, she talks about how to do it the right way. Without people getting really irritated at you for pitching at them all the time. And one of the things I thought was really interesting, and the question I
2: had to ask, and you'll hear me ask it during the interview, is at which point does this become a viable source of leads? Yeah. Because if you're selling $7 ebooks, contacting people through LinkedIn, at, at scale is very very i don't i don 't think you could make that work and we talk about w- which point that could become a thing whereas if you 're selling some kind of high ticket thing, an expensive coaching program a high priced course online, it becomes really much more effective and much more efficient.
1: Now, we want to make sure you get best results out of everything that Janine is about to share with you. So we recommend that you use this in conjunction with a really good application process so that once you get a client and you're in their conversation in in the inbox and they seem interested and they seem like they might be a good fit, you want to shorten and uh, streamline that process of actually getting them on as a client, finding out if they are actually a good fit, etc. So we recommend that you have a high ticket application form. We've actually put together a template that you can use to decide exactly what questions to ask, the format to ask them in, the order to ask them in, I mean, what color the page should be, whatever you want. And it's all in one handy dandy document that we've put together for you. And we want to give it to you completely for free. You can just head over to perfectapplicationform.com. You can download it and start using it to get more high quality applications where you know exactly who's going to be a good fit, who isn't and why, and you can follow up with them best. And if you use that in conjunction with what Janine is about to tell you, then you are going to be flying.
2: Now, if you're anything like me and you are about to have an absolutely eye-opening experience, listen to the the things she's about to share with us, do us a huge favor. Drop us a tweet with your biggest takeaway. Tweet us at Suite with the big thing you're taking
1: away from today's interview. Let's go. Hello, Janine. Welcome to Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast. How's it going? Good,
2: thank you. Really excited to have you here, Janine. I'm uh, very excited to talk to you about all kinds of things. I know one of the things you're absolutely amazing at is figuring out this infamous thing they call LinkedIn. I'm going to be honest. Short of logging in, updating my picture, I'm not that. I'm not very good at it. Basically. I think it's witchcraft. <laughs> it's, it's a big world. I can't quite understand what my profile actually looks like or how anybody finds anything on it. But I know you're a coach. You help people, we'll talk a little bit about what you do in a second, but you're really good at using LinkedIn to connect with people and actually win coaching clients through it. Not just like connect with people and be nice and look fantastic, but actually winning clients through it. So let's take it all the way back to the grassroots of how do you first of all figure out how to identify who to connect with. The reason I say this is because it's so easy just because LinkedIn wants you to connect with everybody who's in your email thing and it's like, yeah, import everybody. Everyone in the street. Yeah. Is is that the right thing to do? Because I think you are who you associate yourself with. Are you not?
0: Yes, it's good to have lots of connections on LinkedIn, but if you want to be using it as a platform to connect with your ideal client, then you need to think about, well, who is my ideal client? Once you figure that out, LinkedIn is an amazing platform to allow you to find the people that you're looking for. It's, it's just this massive database that has so much information about people, um, their history, their job titles, their, their background. So if you know who you're looking for, you can absolutely find a list of those people, your ideal clients on LinkedIn, and then you can start connecting with those people so and you do then
2: that sort of like by what job title or all that kind of stuff
0: yeah so you can you can do it by job title um, if you if if say you decided okay i want to work with a certain type of people in a certain area i yeah. want to work with like accountants or i want to work with um i don't know digital marketers or uh, whatever it is you can put that in a search term and then you can filter it through and say you know people in a certain region um, male and female, age range, all of that kind of thing. So you can really drill down into the, the, the person that you're looking for. So this for. is
2: really about meeting new people rather than connecting with the people you already know, right?
0: Yes. So you want to be expanding your network as much as possible and getting as many many connections. And then you want to think, okay, well, if I'm actively going out and looking for connections, let me look for the people that I want to bring into my world, that I want to know about me and what I'm doing. And you do that by connecting with those people.
1: So once you're starting to build these connections, is there a sort of rule of thumb as to sort of the type of content that you should then be posting? So for example, there's a lot of stuff. If you look at people who post on Facebook or Twitter, a lot of it is about posting stuff about them and what's going on and content and uh, even their personal life. On LinkedIn, I've, the bit I've seen seems to be much more focused on the business and focused on the on the topic. So is there a sort of rule of thumb about the type of stuff you should be posting?
0: Yeah, so it is true that LinkedIn is, is more professional than some of the other networks, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be corporate or you, you can't really share what your message is in terms of your business and what you do. So what you want to be doing on LinkedIn is really thinking um using the general marketing principles where you're mixing up sharing information that's about you and promoting what you do, but also information that, that is going to be useful to your audience. So once you know who your ideal client is, then you can start sharing content, articles, um, you know information that they're going to find useful you can share that in your updates and then you start becoming the go-to person or start becoming an authority figure in that space because you're someone that shares useful information and then within that you can then be sharing you know promotions and information about what you're doing if you're going to some kind of industry event you can you know you can share a picture and say oh I'm so excited that I attended this event today and then you start being seen as someone who's out and about in that space and doing things in that space so yes you keep it professional but you do Share a bit about what you're doing in the professional setting, and then you're also sharing information that's useful to your audience.
2: I think one thing is I want to touch on is that idea of being quote unquote professional. For ages, you know, we're quite sort of gregarious, outgoing people, and it's very easy for us to sit down at LinkedIn, this all daunting quote unquote professional platform, and suddenly get like this sort of weird writer personality comes out, <laughs> doesn't it? Where you're like, How hath thou? Henceforth, henceforth, produce thou's business. <laughs> And, thing- and and so you have to like remember that your business and you have a personality as long as you're not on there going hello single and out in the town tonight who's up for it um as long as you're not saying that on linkedin and you're talking about professional things you still have to do it in your brand's personality exactly though,
0: right? Yeah, exactly. So when, people, when you say professional, people get that connotation of wearing a suit and being in an office and having to speak in a certain way. But professional is really about it being, an, it being a platform. And the purpose of it is for people to make business connections, to, to do business with each other, to advance their professional network. So the focus of it is business related, but that doesn't mean that you have to be stiff and you have to be a certain way. Whatever your business does, whoever you are in your business, you can show that on LinkedIn. It's just that everyone is there to, you know, learn about about business and what each other are doing. That's that's the professional side of it. But you don't have to necessarily fit into a box in terms of how you're interacting on that platform.
2: Okay, so it's a bit like another channel. Like you might share some blog posts on your own blog at your own domain name and you might put some micro updates on kind of Twitter or some images on Instagram. When will I, my thing is like, when, what would be the trigger in my head to think, bang, I've got to put that on LinkedIn rather than go, I'm going to whack it on, on Instagram or I'm going to pop it up as a full length blog post. When does the decision to go, that's a bit of content, that's the time when I'm going to put it on LinkedIn.
0: So think of it as who, who are you trying to reach with your content? So I'll give you some stats. So with LinkedIn, there's 500 million active users users on the platform and 200 million or something around there in terms of the amount of people that log on there on a daily basis. Mm. So people are using the platform and in terms of reach, if you go onto Facebook and you post something, you need to pay for, for a lot of reach. So I'll, I'll give you an example of one that I did recently. So I posted a video on Facebook and I've got like 200 and something people looking on it on my Facebook page. Um, I posted the same video on LinkedIn and I had 2000 people see that. Wow. So the reach on LinkedIn is massive, especially if you're using video because their platform is promoting video at the moment and want one, want more people to use it. Mm -hmm. And so if you've got, if you've got, um, content that you want more people to see its why wouldn't you put it on LinkedIn? Because there's lots of people, your idol client is going to be on LinkedIn. um, And so putting it on there means that there's more people that are potentially going to see it. Um, And the great thing about LinkedIn is with network, with the network and how the connections work. If I put something on LinkedIn and say you're one of my connections and you like what I put on LinkedIn, all of your connections could potentially see my content as well. So not only is my content (laughs) getting in front of my connections it's getting in front of, another another sphere of um audience so it's almost like a ripple effect so your content can go a lot further than on some of the other platforms
2: it sort of reminds me of the golden age of facebook <laughs> yeah. doesn't it it's a bit like it used to be like that somebody would like something or, of yours and then everybody who they who they were connected with used to hear about it didn't they? And it just, it, yeah. it's, it's gone away now, it
0: hasn't it? This, now. yeah but that doesn't happen on facebook anymore but it does happen on linkedin
1: That's very cool. And that's piqued my attention for sure. Now, the thing about this is once you start posting great stuff on LinkedIn and you've got a good combination of content that people can just go and use as well as stuff about what you're doing and how you can help them, you are going to get a certain amount of people who are just going to come to you and say, oh, wow, she seems like the girl or he seems like the guy I need to speak to about that thing. And that's great. As a more proactive approach, though, for you to go out, like, so the one thing I hate, and it's happened to me before, is I've got a LinkedIn profile, of course, don't really use it, but I have got one, uh, and that's going to change after this. But people come to me and send me messages on LinkedIn and say, hey, do you want to invest in this thing? Or do you want to buy this thing? Or do you want to give me one of these? Or we're looking for, we're on our next funding round. And I get this, and it just, it just winds me up. So is it, is it a thing where you're supposed to go and start messaging people who look like they might be a good fit for what you've got? And if so, what's the right way to do it?
0: Yeah, that is not the right way to do it. It's not it's not the case that you just want to go in and just try and sell your thing to somebody people get annoyed like you said you get a message in your inbox from someone you don't know and they're asking you to buy something just doesn't work so what you really want to do is use the features on the platform to help you in terms of finding a way to connect with the person that you want to connect with so for example you can see where people went to school where, where you know their background in terms of their university places that they've worked before their interests so if you if you identify someone that you would like to work with you can go on their profile and notice that you've got something in common and then you can use that something in common to then reach out to them and say hey i noticed that you went to so and so place so did i or um you know how long has it been since you moved on from that place like you can you can really find information um that that can be that common ground that you can start a conversation around
2: it's sort of Um, it's a bit like seeing somebody attractive at the bar you don't walk over to them and say hey you want to get married do you know what I mean? Like, whereas, whereas, this what you're doing is you're trying to find that sort of common ground to be getting, sort of springboard the
0: relationship. Yeah, just just to start the conversation. Um, there's a there's a really great feature on LinkedIn as well where you can see what other people's activity is, so you can see what. People have liked in terms of articles that they have liked, um, posts that they have posted. There's a section where you can see activity. So if you clicked on that and you saw that this person was like liking loads of um, posts about a certain topic, that gives you an indication that they're interested in that. So then when you're talking to them or starting that conversation, you can say, "I noticed that you're quite interested in this. Um, I have this event or I have this podcast that you might want to listen to. I have this that I could share with you." So you're going in trying to be useful to them or helpful to them, but showing that you're paying attention like people like to know that someone's taking the time to pay attention when that when you're starting that conversation with them so that's also another way that you can you can do it as opposed to just trying to pitch your thing it's playing a little bit of a longer game um and once you start that conversation going, you can then suggest you get on a phone call like this is great it's been great um messaging you i'd love to hear more about what you're doing let's have a call and from that call then you can you know perhaps sell to them or not depending on whether you think it's um appropriate
2: I think what's really interesting, how about this as well? If you look at somebody's activity, I mean, I've not looked at it yet, so I'll take a, I will take a butcher's after this call. But when you have a look at somebody's activity, you could also say if they've actually got very little activity, which is going to let you know that they're not very active on LinkedIn, perhaps. And that, again, might help you shortcut
1: some of the time wasting. Mm. Exactly. Um, Janine, we're going to fly over into the first game of the episode. This is the true or false round. So we've got three statements for you. We'll read them out and your job is to guess whether you think they're true or false and why. The number of female business owners has increased
2: by 20% in the past 20 years.
0: I think that's true.
2: It's false, but for all the right reasons, it's actually increased by 114% over
1: oh, the past wow. 20 years. Isn't that amazing? That's awesome. Wow, that is amazing. 33% of people find themselves working weekends and holidays.
0: 33%. I think that's false. I think it's a lot higher than that.
1: I thought it was a lot higher too,
2: but actually it's true. 33% of the people do say they find themselves working weekends and holidays. Here's your last one. 81% of small businesses rely on email marketing, because I know you're massive on it, as a primary client acquisition tool.
0: I think that's true.
1: Yeah, absolutely right. I give you yes. a, big, a big ding <laughs> for that indeed. <laughs> so... So let's go back over to this LinkedIn thing as a method of getting clients. I mean, maybe let's talk about a little bit about what you actually do and who you coach and, and how this works. Because obviously, if somebody's business model is that they've got a $29 a month program and therefore they need a couple of thousand members to really make that what they want it to be, then maybe they sort of linked it. Does that still work for this LinkedIn approach? Or is this definitely something you want to stick to if you've got a more sort of higher, higher smaller quantities at higher, vol- higher price point?
0: Yeah, I think I think if you're trying to fill, you know, lower value um, spaces on a course or products, then you might want to focus on email marketing. Um, But LinkedIn is definitely if you are selling higher, higher level coaching packages or if not coaching, if you have, you know, products or software or anything that you're selling that's higher level, then you could be using LinkedIn.
2: One of the things I know you help a lot of entrepreneurs with is balancing that work-life balance because we're all, we're all really guilty of going, I'm definitely going to finish by 5 o'clock tonight and then there you are at midnight still working on something fantastic. So my question on this LinkedIn thing has to be for you, how much time should we be spending on it? Because we could just spend 24 hours a day, you could have a team of 200 people doing it to get actual results out of it. How often, how much time, how do we actually do this in a practical sense?
0: Well I think you have to spend some time up front just getting your profile in order so making sure that your your headline is is good that people are going to be able to find you and that you're searchable um, that you have your summary section done and that you have your experience on there so once you've spent a few hours on the front end just getting your profile up to date you could spend maybe like 20 minutes a day on LinkedIn, just doing connections, reaching out to people, sending some messages and moving um, relationships forward. It doesn't have to be an inordinate amount of time. It's just being consistent with what you're doing on there.
1: Is there like a time of day that's best to be doing this? Like it's best at nine o'clock in the morning. For that for outreach
2: where, where, you, where you're sort of like connecting with people. If you do it like at three o'clock in the morning, you're probably going to get fewer responses on it
0: um it doesn't it doesn't really matter because whenever you send out your connections people will log on the people that are on uh, LinkedIn regularly when they next log on they will see your connection request and they will connect with you if they want to connect with you so you can be doing those connection requests at whatever time is most suitable to you and similarly if you're messaging people then people tend to sometimes come back if they're online but then if not I've had people that message me back the next day um, and we still move that conversation forward
2: Okay. So give us some tips for uh, the, when I go, I'm going to go out and I'm going to start asking people to connect with, but I know I must get a hundred at least connection requests every single week, but I don't accept all of them because I, because of several reasons. One of them, I'm just thinking, well, I don't think that's a real person. And I obviously I'm fearful. That's the same thing for me. So how do we make it so that when people see our connection request, they're thinking, yes, I'm going to accept that.
0: Yeah. So send, send a personalized message is good. So to say, um, if, if it is that they, you're, if you're connecting with them cold, so you've just seen them and you're interested, you could say something along the lines of, um, I really like your work or I'm interested in what you've been doing or I've seen your recent posts. It would be great to connect. So you're kind of just showing them that there's something, a reason why you're reaching out if it's a, if it's a cold kind of. And connection. a little bit of
2: flattery goes a long way, doesn't it? Yeah,
0: it always does. If you could just pay a compliment, people are always like, oh, that's nice. I'll, I'll connect with this person. Um, so, so that's one way. Another way is to kind of try and, um, get those inbounds, uh, connection request so if you're if you're putting out content on linkedin and people are liking what you're doing they're likely to want to reach out to you and connect with you um so that's a good way to to be boosting your connections as well Um, and when you are putting content what I do is if I post an article or I put um a video out and people are engaging with it when people like that if they're not in my connections already I will definitely connect with them and then my message is thank you so much for liking my recent article it would be great to connect because they've already shown that they're interested in what you do because they liked your article or they commented on it or they liked your post Um, and so then it's easier to start that conversation from there
1: so uh, it, uh, there's two bits to this question really the first one is if i'm right and again i'm a complete imbecile when it comes to linkedin if i'm right when somebody looks for example if you compare this to facebook when somebody looks at your facebook profile the first thing they're going to see is all of your content and everything you post with linkedin i think when somebody looks at your profile they actually just see your profile page don't they first like they is that true <laughs> like the, the main bit that's there is where you went to school and what you did and so yes like.
0: so the first but, thing that they're going to see is your picture which is important to have a good headshot or picture up there then they're going to see your tagline which is your head headline which shows what it is that you do and yep. then they'll see your summary where you're summarizing your experience, your background. And so
1: what I guess the, one of the differences is that, is that with something like Facebook, when you look, it kind of leads. There's some branding at the top, of course, but then it very much leads with the content you've most recently posted. When yes. somebody sees your LinkedIn, it very much leads with what you do, what you provide to people. And then it gets, And then once they're connected with you, they're going to start seeing more of that content. It's almost like the person so, first and credibility. And then, and then it's yes. sort of content so how so i guess my question is that that was my clarification bit so thank you for that now my question bit is how do you make that look good like what should that tagline be should that be the quote-unquote elevator pitch from the 80s or what what's what's the tagline supposed to be
0: so your tagline you have 120 characters so you want to think about what do you want to be known for on linkedin so when somebody goes on linkedin and they're saying i want i want this kind of service or I'm looking for this type of person what do you want them to 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 know you for and your tagline should really have those words in there so you want to think about what your keywords should be so if you're a marketer then in your headline you should have marketer so that if someone who is searching for that um searches you could potentially come up so often what people do is they will just have their generic job title from wherever they work but that isn't really helpful because that's not necessarily what's going to what people are going to be searching for. Right. So make sure that you think about, well, how do I want people to know me on LinkedIn? And then mm-hmm. how can I articulate that in my headline? So mine at the moment, you know, it, it talks about me being legal counsel, also being an executive coach. And then it talks about who I help. So once you've identified like who you are in that headline, you can also say who you help so that someone who lands on your page, if they are that person, your ideal client, then they'll say, Oh yeah, I, I, I need that. And, and she actually specializes in helping my type of person or someone like me. So then they're more likely to um, want to learn more about you.
1: Awesome. Very cool. I like that little structure of talk about what you do, who you help. Really. cool. Yeah. So, uh, we're now going to roll over into our second little game of the episode. This is our personal favourite here in the office. I'm sure it will be yours too in the next few moments' time. Uh, Here's how it's going to work. My colleague Kennedy here, hello, that's him, is going to (laughs) sing a song, but he's going to sing a song in the style of a traditional British club singer, which means that some of the words may be somewhat confused and disguised. Your job, Janine, and dear listener at home, is simply to try and guess what song Kennedy sings. Hey,
2: shape it, pay shape it, Hey, you do it, it, And it's shape it, pay it, be it, it,
1: Now, I think it is an absolute travesty that this is an audio-only podcast, <laughs> and that the, the listeners cannot see Janine's face right now because. The look of amusement. I think she's in love. <laughs> that is the look of love, right, Janine?
0: I can't even. So a couple of times I thought, is that the song? I thought, of, um, you pretty do day day. My my my, it's a wonderful day.
2: That that's a hell. It's sort of of a really good guess. Well, that's really wrong. wrong. What? It's totally wrong. It's, it's totally
0: wrong. wrong. Well, then, it's just as bad I as haven't... everybody
2: else has been, to be honest. <laughs> um, we're gonna we we'll do the big reveal at the very end of the episode, and we'll put you and the rest of the. Listeners um, out of their
1: misery. So oh, wow. here's a question. So you're, you're working really hard. You're building loads of connections. You're going out and connecting, connecting, connecting. You're posting loads of great content. You've got the perfect ratio of the type of content you're posting. Some people are coming to you and saying, "Oh, I need help with this," and you might be closing clients that way. And then you're reaching out to some other people and starting conversations. That's all great. Now, in terms of actually getting those people to become clients, mm-hmm. are you? chatting to them and saying, actually, do you know what? You should go and register for this webinar over there. You should go and watch this free video. In other words, is the, is the last piece of conversation that you typically have go and go and pushing them into a sales campaign or a sales process for coaching, or does the sale typically happen? Like, are you actually messaging saying, you know, um, let's jump on the phone and I'll take your payment by the end of that message. Does the actual sale happen there and then in the, in the LinkedIn inbox?
0: Yeah. Okay. So generally the sale happens on the phone. Um, there's been one occasion where the sale has happened pretty much in my inbox where I had posted a video on LinkedIn and the person messaged me and said that she really thinks she could do with my services. Um, and then I said, okay, great. Well, let's get on the phone. Um, tomorrow and then we can set that up so it was it was pretty much a done deal before I got on the phone with her because she she recognizes that she recognized that she could do my help she was preparing for returning to work after a career break and um from what I was talking about in the video we can connect, she connected with me um and then felt like I could help her uh, but on other occasions I have had a conversation with someone and then suggested we got on the phone and then on the phone I generally will structure my sales call so that I I ask people about what they're where they are what they're looking to achieve and then at the end I'll talk to them about the different coaching packages I have or the courses that I run and then ask them you know whether or not they'd be interested in proceeding based on what they said I think these would be the best for them at this stage and then from there they will book a session or I think... a think package
1: I think what's really great about this is it sort of like it sort of shortcuts the journey that most people are going on to be coaches and, and consultants and, and and get high ticket clients. So most people think they have to have like you know a three hour webinar and they have to have loads of expensive Facebook ads and they have to do this high pressure sales phone calls. Exactly. So all of this stuff I think is is really shortening that journey from finding a person because the truth is you're sort of you're spending a period of time every day as you're posting stuff on, on LinkedIn. You're kind of spending a long time slowly warming up lots of people at the same yeah. time, which is really, really nice. And then one by one, they'll slowly come there's, to the There's point. an attraction to that potential for, for, for volume, isn't there? Uh, definitely. And they're slowly, lots and lots of people are one by one ticking towards the end of the little conveyor belt as they make their decision. So actually now is the time I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get involved in this. So that's yeah. a really nice thing. So it's, yeah, it's
0: having that pipeline of, of people. And, um, it's also that kind of more personal touch. So when you're selling coaching, um, it's very much a personal service. And so being able to have those conversations with people getting on the phone is really important. And yeah, like you said, it can shortcut the trying to do it the more automated way, um, can really help you to get to that point where you're booking clients faster. Okay.
2: So let's, uh, that's amazing. So let's take, Let's take a look at the entire campaign that we sort of talked about here. So first of all, pimp out your account. Make sure you've got a profile picture that's professional and trustworthy so you look like a real person. Secondly, get that tagline right because people do see that when, you, when, you, when they receive the, the connection request, I should say. And of course, personalize that invitation to connect. That's mm-hmm. grand. All right. What, so now, what happens next? So we've got we've sent the connection request. Some of those will be accepted. But some of some of them wouldn't. We're now going to start sharing content at that point. Or how long do you, like how long is really reasonable before you start reaching out, going, "Oh, thanks for, connect, for thanks for accepting my friend request three and a half seconds ago. Hey, can I be helpful?" <laughs>
0: yeah so you want to um ideally if someone's connected with you today within the within the week um you know the, the first week of them becoming a connection it would be good for you to reach back out and try and start a conversation with them but of course when, when people are connecting with you you're not necessarily starting a conversation with everybody you're looking at those people and you can have a look at their profile and where they're at um, and seeing whether they're somebody that you think you you would want to um deepen that relationship with and then and then you're going in to start that conversation other times you might just have somebody who's become a connection of yours and because you're going to be putting out uh, content regularly and because you're going to be engaging on with your profile it might be that you don't actually engage with that person until like two months down the line where you post an article or you post something and they comment on it or they like it and then they're showing that they're interested in what you're talking about and you can start a conversation with them then so it's it's all about thinking I am I'm building out my network so I'm bringing more people into my world who are going to know about what I'm doing and then at some point could be now could be later there will be an opportunity for us to potentially work together.
2: That's interesting. You're almost like measuring um, in, in the old sort of classic way of doing CRM stuff with our customer relationship management systems of lead scoring based on how much they interact with us. You're doing the same sort of thing, but on LinkedIn. Oh, that person has liked something. That's that's a good indicator of their activity and their interest yeah. in me and connection with me. And then now they've commented on something. Okay, they're certainly getting warmer now. And now it's it's really good. So you just mentioned there about putting content out there. How often is a good to put content onto LinkedIn? Like how often should we, you be doing a full article? Is it like a weekly thing? Should it be daily Is once a month? I mean, where's it that?
0: So with LinkedIn, so you've got the two main things is your status updates where you can, you can just write a status update or you can share something else, an article, you can post a picture, a video. Um, you want to be doing that maybe three times a week. Um, and if you're doing articles as well, so you can take your blog content that you have on your website and then you can actually publish a blog post native in LinkedIn. So you, you could do that on a weekly basis if it's part of your content marketing strategy, or you can do it monthly, um, or bi-monthly. It doesn't have to be that frequent. The the status updates is a more important thing in terms of frequency. Um, and really the great thing about LinkedIn is that the content doesn't move as fast as some of the other platforms. So, you know, when you, you're on Twitter, you need to tweet lots of times a day and on Facebook, you should be posting multiple times and on um, Instagram, you should be making sure you post daily with, with um, LinkedIn, you can post something today. And then, you know, in three or four days time that post is still being shown to people and people are still posting comments on it or liking it or conversation is still going. So the algorithm doesn't move as fast which means that you don't have to be posting as frequently for people to still see your stuff which is really great from a marketing okay. point of view
2: that that sounds great that does sound good they obviously got the algorithm fine-tuned there so if you were trying to convert somebody who's really not a huge fan of LinkedIn right now and you and we're talking to another fellow coach like you experienced know your stuff why would a coach why should a coach check out LinkedIn and actually take this step
0: I would say because the people that are on LinkedIn, those people that are active are in a different mindset when it comes to their engagement on the platform to some of the other social media platforms. So if you're on Facebook, yes, a lot of people do business on Facebook, but the consumer is generally in a more social kind of, I want to share information about, you know, what I'm going to be wearing to a party or my holiday snaps or my children. So getting, getting that person to switch from that focus to actually being in a frame of mind to buy from you is a lot harder and you have to work with that person to warm them up for a longer period. Whereas if they're on LinkedIn, they're in a place where they're thinking more like, okay, there could be someone on here that can help me. I'm on this professional network. I want to develop myself professionally or I want to achieve x y and z in my career so if you're offering services that can help them they're more likely to want to um engage with you in a conversation about it or be at the point where they're ready to buy than a lot of the other platforms so it makes sense to spend time there
1: It's kind of almost like, to go back to your dating example earlier, Kennedy, if somebody goes into a bar and then some guy or girl comes over and starts chatting them up, that might be really irritating. But if if they know they're at a speed dating event, that's going to happen. LinkedIn, kind of people have this mentality of, this is the place for business. I should almost expect to be sold to, sort of, like people are in a place where they're expecting that. So I think that's Yeah,
0: yeah, Absolutely. And then also it's a place where they will go to seek for help. So if I am someone who says, I really think I need a career coach or I need an executive coach, I'm more likely to go onto LinkedIn and search that in the search bar than I am to go onto Facebook and do that. So they're going to be looking for you on that platform. I know that my, my ideal clients are on LinkedIn because I help people with their careers. I help them to figure out what they want to do and I help them to figure out how they get there. So if i'm if i want that type of client they they're going to be looking for me on linkedin more than they're going to look for me on facebook
1: right. I, th- I think what's really great about this is if you think about if if somebody is thinking about becoming a coach and having some sort of consulting program then this is going to be a great way for them to get some quick, easy wins and start getting clients very, very quickly. By actually and, helping people out and doing what coaches do best. And with yeah. a low barrier to entry, both sure. financially and everything else. Equally, if somebody already has a coaching program and they've already got a really great webinar that's bringing in tr- clients every day and they've already got a great sales platform over there that's bringing in clients every day, this is just an additional thing. For the sake of 20 minutes, half an hour a day of posting and chatting and outreach and stuff, this is like an extra feed of clients, which I think is, is really cool
0: yeah and if you are that that um coach who has your whole funnel set up then you can make sure that on your profile on your summary um you can say what you do and at the end your call to action can be sign up for my webinar like i know that there's some people that set up a funnel on linkedin where they invite people to a webinar on their profile and then from that webinar the person then goes into the rest of their sales funnel so you can completely you know be using it in that way in addition to the the kind of direct personal approach that i um I uh described earlier.
2: Sure. And what one of the most powerful things for me is not actually the going out there and reaching out and connecting with people. That's almost the cold calling version of doing it. I like that attraction marketing bit that you mentioned, which is around you put out really good quality content, other people who you're already connected with like it, even share it, comment on it, and that brings more people
1: into your sphere. That's absolutely amazing. Now, Janine, we're now gonna fire over into what we lovingly refer to as the quick fire round.
0: Don't want to miss out on more of these fabulous nuggets? Do you make sure you subscribe to the Three Marketers Podcast now on your podcast player?
2: Okay, so Janine, what would be a book you'd recommend?
0: Okay, so I would recommend The One Thing by Gary Keller. Um, I read this book earlier on this year. And it really helped to focus my mind because when you are an entrepreneur, you've got all these ideas about what you want to do in terms of products and services. And sometimes that can mean that you're spinning your wheels and not making as much progress as you'd like in one area. And so this book talks about just picking the one thing that you're really going to go in and go hard on and just making that success before you move on to other things. It's it's brilliant.
1: Awesome. awesome. It's a really great book. Um, What is your top success habit? Something you do maybe daily or weekly?
0: I think it is uh, prioritizing. So choosing three things that I want to get done today um, is something that I've got into the habit of doing and that really helps with overwhelm and it helps me to move forward. So I pick the most important things that if I don't get anything else done, what do I need to do first? Um, And I try to do that every day and I start my week by planning out like what are the big things I need to do this week and then each day I say, okay, well, what are the things that feed into those bigger goals each week?
2: Okay, so who do you look up to?
0: Um, someone that I look up to is Marie folio So Marie Folio. So she's a, um, she's a coach and she's built up her, her coaching business over the last decade. Um, and I look up to her because seeing where she started to where she is now, she's really inspirational, her journey. Um, and all that she shares about how to, how to make yourself a success in this industry, um, is really inspiring to me.
1: Awesome. Great choice. What are your favorite apps that you think are super cool right now?
0: I really like Trello. That's one of my favorites. That's what I use to manage my life and business. Um, mm-hmm. I also like Slack, which I think is pretty cool. Um, and what else? Audible. Like, I can't live without that because I don't have time to read. I have two little children, so I can't read physical books. So I absolutely love Audible, so I can still digest awesome information.
2: Love it. Okay, really big, important question. Who would you like more, Redhead, Rob, or Platinum Kennedy?
0: Do I have to answer? Yeah. Um <laughs> Um, I'm liking redhead at the moment. What's wrong with you? I just like I the know. hair. I just like it. I think so. I'm just talking about hair color. I'm not. colour. Redhead's not your just for size.
1: Christmas. <laughs> no, I know.
0: But I, I, I'm. I'm. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm going to stop talking now.
1: <laughs> no, that's fine. That's a mark. No, on the you've board already me. gone down a match. I, I thought we were <laughs> friends. Finally, Janine, where can folks go to find out more about you and what you're up to?
0: Okay, so they can head over to my website, which is lightbotscoaching.com, And you can also check out my podcast, which is the Careers Beyond Motherhood podcast.
1: And of course, on LinkedIn.
0: And yeah, come check me out on LinkedIn, Janine S. Brand on LinkedIn. And if you have any questions about LinkedIn, then I'll be happy to um, to help you out with that.
2: Love it. Okay, now big important bit. We need to reveal what the song I was singing before. You're going to kick yourself when you hear what it was. It, the song that Rob chose for me moments before
1: I had to sing it at you was? It was, in fact, The Drifter, Saturday Night at the Movies.
0: No way. Can you it sing it again?
1: That's can you sing it the, again?
2: That's why there was that. <laughs> you can hear it. I mean, it's do, there. Do the
1: i can't (laughs) thank you so much for taking some time out to come and share some amazing content with us today
0: thank you so much for having me it's been a blast thanks guys
1: This is great. I mean, we're making sales less salesy, less douchey. I mean, the, the thing about LinkedIn, as we said at the beginning, I kind of felt the same way about LinkedIn as I used to feel about like local business networking. If you think back to episode 32, where we talked to Richard Tubb, he was really able to talk about how to do networking in a way that isn't just loads of people ramming their business cards down each other's throat. And again, LinkedIn it has the danger, and I know there are, you know, there's big parts of it where it's just people ramming their businesses down. I throat. found that especially in groups back in the day on LinkedIn. Right.
2: I would join onto groups, it was just people going, I do this, I do this, please like me. And the engagement just dwindled and dropped off a cliff and you're right the problem is i think for a lot of us we're very much direct response type marketers rather than brand marketers or personal brand marketers i think if you're like a big high-flying consultant within the the corporate world having a linkedin profile while you might get headhunted seems like the right thing to do but for direct response marketers Rather than like running a webinar or something like that where, where you do a thing and you make direct sales off the back of it because you make a direct offer, this is quite a different approach about nurturing relationships, cultivating those relationships and identifying the right people. The great thing about LinkedIn is it has all of the tools built into it to identify the exact right person and once, and once you take a bit of time to actually identify them, then you can use those skills that we just talked about in the interview to actually nurture those
1: relationships and turn them into something meaningful and hopefully profitable. The other thing I love about what Janine shared with us there is most people who teach like how to sell stuff on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, they're yeah. teaching the hacks that sort of go against the grain of the system a little bit. Yeah, you're sort, sort of, playing of the bending system. the rules and if they change their mind at some point, that's going to go. Yeah, that's not going to says, work
2: until like Facebook gets smart. I mean, people do say marketers break everything. And so as soon as they go, actually, we're going to cut that out.
1: But this whole system is completely, as far as I, I know, disclaimer, disclaimer within the guidelines of what LinkedIn is sort of meant for.
2: Absolutely. It really, really is. Now, if you forgot to take your notes during this, or you couldn't keep up with all the gold that we were sharing there with Janine, please go over to the show notes, which you'll find exactly
1: where, Robert? Over at blog.responsesuite.com forward slash 041. Excellent. We'll be back same place, same time next week. Don't miss a thing. A thing. Check out the show notes at blog.responsesuite.com.